0: Hello Grace Church. Uh, my name is Greg Foote. If I have not met you, I'm the pastor of family ministries here at uh, the church and um, I'm excited to talk to you uh, today. Uh, I want to tell you about a, a story. Uh, when my wife Shannon and I, we first got married. We lived in an apartment and then after a year of marriage we wanted to start uh, looking for a house. And so we, we got the, uh, the, the house booklet at the time because the internet was uh, infant and you couldn't do virtual tours. I know there was a day uh, when you had to do that. So we found this house that was in our right neighborhood that we wanted to be in. It uh, All the specs on it had the right amount of bedrooms. It had the right amount of bathrooms. It had the two-car garage because we all know Ohio winters are horrible. So having both cars in the garage would have been great. It had a dishwasher. And at that point, the only dishwasher we had in our marriage was myself. And so I was excited to have an actual dishwasher to put the dishes in. So we got to our realtor. We, uh, we walked in the house and we I mean, we almost fell over. Just It seemed so perfect. We walked in the living room. It had a nice family room that led out to this nice uh, patio to the backyard. So I'm thinking having students over, having family over for cookouts. The bedrooms were nice size, nice master bathroom. It was in our price range. We're like, this is so awesome. And Shannon and I were like, this, we're just going head over heels about this house. Well, then we went downstairs, and I was really excited about the downstairs, too, because when, when the... Went down the stairs, it opened up to this big fan room that was finished. So I'm thinking, man cave. I can watch all the sporting events, have all the guys over. We can have, you know, movie nights and put a big screen TV down there. But then we went to the next room where the furnace was at and the the, uh, the washer and dryer. And then I noticed something. Shannon and I both looked at each other because what the, the back wall of the house was buckling and there were cracks all over the, um, the bricks. And all of a sudden, we realized... The foundation on this house was not good. And if we would have wanted to move into that house, the cost to repair it would have been astronomical, way out of our price range. So we had to walk away from that house because the foundation was bad. So maybe you're wondering, why are we starting off with a story about your first house search experience? Well, because it has everything to do with where we're going to go today in our story. We've been doing a series over the month of July Called the Small Stories, Big Ideas. We've been looking at parables, and what parables are are stories that Jesus told when he uh, walked among us here on earth. And so today we're going to talk about another parable that has a big idea and has everything to do with foundations. And it's interesting because the parable we're looking at today is found in Matthew chapter 7. So if you have your Bibles, you can open there or fire up your YouTube uh, or U-U Version Bible app and get ready for it to go there in Matthew chapter 7. But before we get there, it's kind of fascinating. This parable is at the end of a sermon. And so I'm going to do a, a whole message today on a couple verses that happened at an end of a, a sermon that Jesus told. And this sermon is uh, called the Sermon on the Mount. It's the most famous sermon ever um, recorded in the in the Bible and that Jesus Jesus gave. And so it's interesting. So throughout this whole sermon in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, Jesus talks about all these ways to, to live and follow commands that people would have known from the Old Testament and brought to the New Testament and just different ways to, to think about things. And so if you've never read the whole... Um, sermon on the mount i encourage you to do that but today our conversation is we're just going to hit the the tail end of this uh this story so here we go this is matthew chapter 7 i'm going to start reading here in 24 to 27 jesus says this therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock The rain came down, the streams rose, and and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. So today, as we look at that passage, what we're going to do is we're going to answer the question, what is your foundation built on? What is your foundation build on? As we look at what Jesus' word said, and and anytime you read the, the the a passage of scripture and the beginning part of the passage says therefore, you need to think, you need to always ask the question. Bible, um, Bible study 101, you have to ask the question, what's the therefore, therefore? And so you always gotta look back on, okay. So Jesus is starting out these last verses saying, "Therefore, everyone." So you got to go. What's he talking about? Well, he's summing up his whole message. This is like his—he's laying in the plane of his sermon. So all of a sudden, these people that have listened to him for all these—all um, this time—he's getting ready to say, "Everything I've said, zzz, therefore." So that's—that's that's what he's talking about here. So, as we read this story, um, I would bet. So think about the story. I would bet that. We'd all want to be the wise person. Like the, the wise person is the hero of the story. So we we all when we all think we're the wise person. If you read that story, listen to that story, you're thinking, well, yeah, that I feel like I'm a wise person. I've I've built my my life, my house on a rock. And maybe you even are here today listening and you're like, well, I deserve to be the wise person. Like I I mean, I who I my upbringing, that's what I am. However, this story has two people in it. It's not just the wise person. Um, there's a wise person and a foolish person. Let's make some observation about these, uh, these two people. What, here, what are their similarities? Here's the similarities. that They both wanted to build a house. So you have a wise man and a foolish man. They both wanted to build a house. They both heard Jesus' words. So the words of Jesus, they both heard them. And they both faced the same storm. So those are the similarities. What's the difference between the two? The wise man acted on the words of Jesus, and the foolish man did not. The difference is their foundations. So today what we're going to talk about is, what does the wise person do, and how how do we um, live and and try to attain and and live our lives to be the wise person? Instead of just assume we're the wise person, what what does that mean? So today we're going to look at the wise versus the foolish builder. We're going to unpack that um, today. So if you want to take some notes, here, here, um, here are three things we can learn about this wise person. The first one is this. The wise person listens. In uh, Matthew 7:24, this is what it says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then if you look at the foolish man in verse 26, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man to build his house on the sand. And so when you want to build your house, or what this whole passage is talking about is your life, what we need to do is you need to listen. You need to learn to listen. Um, I have a son, his name's Lucas. He's a middle schooler, eighth grade. And uh, there are times when uh, I'm talking to my son, and I know I'm talking to him, but I don't. I know he's not listening. I mean, that probably never happens in your household. Um, and there, sometimes it even happens to me. Shannon, my wife, she might be talking to me, but I might be on my phone or, or I'm dialed into a, to the, the TV set, and she's talking to me, but I'm not necessarily hearing the words. And so what happens is, I might ask Lucas to go and, hey, take, take our dog outside. And, um, and then on your way up, can you, can you grab a, a roll of paper towels and bring it upstairs? Well, all of a sudden, he just stares at me. Like he, I know he's not listening. But when this whole story is we got to learn learn to listen. So the, the words of Jesus, when he's talking to this, this crowd, he's ending his sermon. And he's almost saying, okay, I've been talking to you for a while. Don't forget what I've said. It's, and so make sure you, you have ears to hear, listen in. So that's the, the first uh, the first way to be the, the wise person is to listen. The, the, second, the second aspect there characteristic is the wise person applies wisdom from the Bible. The wise person applies wisdom from the Bible. And this is what the verse goes, goes on to say. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, and puts them into practice is like a wise man to build his house on the rock. Then uh, Matthew chapter 7 verse 26 says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So the, the phrase that we want to look at here is these words of mine. So the words that, uh, that are being spoken that Jesus is asking hear here is, Hey, hey, listen in. Are you, are you listening to these, these words that I've I've said? And I think about how cool this is or how how amazing this is that here are a group of people listening to Jesus' words directly out of his mouth. And they're probably sitting there. They're sitting on this mount and they're hearing these words. And it's just like, wow. I mean, the, the words right out of Jesus' mouth. The, the words that Jesus spoke, his message. And so if we want to... Um, to apply the wisdom of, the, of these, these uh what Jesus is saying is we gotta do this. We got to uh to build our foundation beneath the surface. So, what I mean by that is this: anytime you uh you walk in, um and you walk through a downtown of a of a big city and you see skyscrapers being built, one of the things that you'll you'll be able to tell is how tall the skyscraper is going to be by how deep. The hole is that's going down because the taller the building, the the the, the, the deeper the foundation has to be. And so, what uh, what Jesus is talking about here is you have to apply the wisdom to the Bible. You can't just hear it and, and listen, but you got to apply it. And so, by applying it, you you're digging your foundation, listening in, and, and growing that way. Um, another thing we got to think about too um, is you got to when you build your foundation. You gotta build the foundation before the storm or fix the foundation after the storm. You cannot do anything with the foundation during a storm. Because when you if you ever watch the weather channel. Or maybe you've been a part of a hurricane in your life. You never, you never see uh, construction crews going to to homes and houses doing fix up and clean up during a hurricane. The reason why is there's no possible way that you can fix anything during the flooding and the raining and the I mean the the wind's just blowing sideways and the the weather man, weather woman's just you know holding on to her life and the the palm trees are swaying, but you can't fix anything during a storm. And it's the same way in our lives. We got to make sure that we have a foundation that's that's established before the storm or fixed after the storm. It cannot be. Uh, we can't do anything during the storm. All right. the the third uh, The third way to um, to be a wise wise person is this: the wise person practices the commands from God's word. So. Here, then these verses are, again, that we've been looking at the last uh, couple times. So verse 24 of chapter 7 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then verse 26 says, um, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the rock on the sand. Now, obviously, when you look at those verses, they look almost the same, but you'll see the difference is the wise man does and the foolish man does not. And what's interesting, practice. You know that the term practice makes perfect. Well, that's kind of true. The only way it's uh, practice makes perfect is you got to have perfect practice but basically practice helps you in, in anything so whether you are um, a high school student middle school student and you play a sport in order to uh to, to be good at that sport or to make the team you got to practice you got to put the time in maybe it's getting special lessons if you play an instrument um, you you want to be in the marching band you can't just show up to a to a friday night football game and be like okay i'm here to here to play you got to put the time into practice or maybe you uh, you have a job and there's there's a trade. you maybe you're a pipe fitter. You can't just all of a sudden show up to uh, you know to the union hall and be like, okay, I'm ready to ready to start uh, putting uh, putting some pipes together. You'd be like, well, you haven't you haven't you haven't been a journeyman. You haven't done any, any practice. You no no apprenticeships. It takes practice to do anything like that. And so it's the same not only in our in our life or our jobs for our, our uh, as we grow up in high school, middle school, wherever we are, we got to put practice in when it talks about building our foundation. You can't just all of a sudden show up and be like, okay, I'm ready, ready to take the storms, um, without having anything, anything practiced. Um, and you also gotta plan. So you have practice, you gotta, you gotta plan through it. Um, but we all know plans, like we can, we can have plans, which we need to do that. But sometimes plans happen and they, they go, go awry. The great philosopher Mike Tyson says this about new boxers who are preparing for their first fight. Because bo- I mean, I've never boxed, um, but Mike Tyson was a professional boxer. This is what he says. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So you come into a fight, get ready to, to fight with this how you're gonna, you know, do uppercuts, or whatever. But until you get punched in the punched in the mouth, punched in the nose, everything is all over and you forget what your plan was. And so you gotta have you gotta practice. So when, when things, when your plan gets gets side, sidetracked, you gotta go back to what what is the truth? What do I know? What what is my foundation? Then you gotta prepare, having tools. Um, one thing we know about foundations, if you build a house. Um, on, a, on a rock foundation, um, it's going to take special tools to, to drill down deep into, into, into a rock, rocky soil. However, if you build in sand, it doesn't take much, many tools at all. You can pretty much build a house um, on sand, no problem. And uh, sand is usually located at um, beautiful, exotic locations. You know, you see, you know, the, the sun is shining, and you know the, the the birds are chirping. It's nice, warm air, and the, the waves are rolling in. And if you just built your house on a sandy foundation right there, like, oh yeah. But we all know if that's that's the end of it. We didn't do any planning. We didn't prepare. When the storm comes, our house is going to fall over. Physical houses, as well as when we think about our, uh, um, our 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 physical houses, with us being the house. So. My question again this, uh, today is, what is your foundation built on? What is your foundation built on? I want, uh, I want to imagine um, you and I, like, so say you're, you're here hanging out and as you're on that side of the, the TV or device you're watching on, and we're having a conversation and I'm, we're just talking and the conversation goes to houses. I start asking you questions. So where, where do you live? Uh, what what what? Tell me about your house. And so you describe your house. You say, Well, I live on this street. It's got this address. Um, I, I have these neighbors. Uh, we we live in this neighborhood. It's 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 near this this big uh, um, well-known location. And so all of a sudden, I start to picture in my mind. I know right where you live. It's like quite cool. And then you start telling me about your house. Well, Greg, my house has. You know, it's a it's a ranch, or maybe it's a a, a bi-level, split-level. Uh, maybe it's a condo. It's got bricks. It's got vinyl siding. You tell me the color. Maybe we even get to the details about, you know, what color window or what color shutters they are and, and all that stuff. But I can guarantee one thing in our conversation. we are gonna be talking a lot about houses, the physical out, outward appearance, but I can pretty much guarantee that you're never going to talk to me about your foundation of your house because we, we would not get to that part of the our conversation. I wouldn't be like, so how's your foundation? Any cracks? Is it bowing at all? No, that's silly. We would never do that. But isn't it fascinating? Just like our conversation with our house, we never go go there. It's the same thing in our life. It takes a it takes a lot to you can see we can see a lot about a person um, just by how they how they present themselves, what they look like, but where their foundation is, you can always see where that is by when, uh, when storms, tough times come. Um, it's interesting. We, we can hear the words of Jesus, but we don't put them into practice. Uh, so I have a daughter as well. Her name is Callie. She's uh, going to be a seventh grader. So like I said earlier, I have a, a son, Lucas, who's eighth grade. And I have a daughter. Callie's going to be seventh grade. But imagine if, if, uh, if Callie's at the house and, and I'm sitting in the living room and I just ask. This is a fictitious story, okay? This would never happen, I'm sure. But if I say, "Hey Callie, can you go clean your room?" And Callie goes, "Sure, Dad." And then she she goes off for a little bit. And um, and then maybe about an hour later, I'm just I'm going back back by her room and I I notice that nothing in her room is clean. And so I walk in and I'm like, "Hey honey, wh- why uh why haven't you cleaned your room?" And she she would say, "Well, well, Dad, I I am cleaning my room. I actually have, uh, have watched a lot of YouTube videos on how to clean a room. Um, I've listened to some podcasts on the best techniques on how to clean a room. Matter of fact, we, me and my friends, we've been FaceTiming over this last half hour. We've all talked about our rooms and, and how we should get them, get them nice and clean. And, uh, and so we, we, have this, we have this plan together of how we're going to clean our rooms. Um, but what's, what's the problem here? Her room's still not clean, and and it's the same way with uh, with with our with our life. So often we can we can listen to podcasts, we can listen to messages, we can we can read the scriptures, but if we never apply it to our life, we never put anything into practice. Our foundation is not going to be built on the rock; it's going to be sandy um, because we can. We can memorize verses. We can know all the right truths to say. We can, we can, we can win at Bible trivia. But if we, if we don't apply the truth to our life, it's, it's just like asking my daughter to clean her room and she just sits there and she's discussing it with her friends. Um, just like the story of the wise and foolish builder, um, Jesus says, hear these words of mine. So this is one thing to remember. This is not a legalistic thing. So it's not a matter of like the dues. You got to do all these things and, and follow Jesus. That's not what it's saying. Um, but what it's saying is, is, here's Jesus telling you different ways to, uh, to, to follow him and, and live, live through that. And it reminds me of another uh, a, uh, challenge that James gave us. And it says this, James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. He says this, I love, I love this passage of Scripture, the whole book of James. If you've never read James, it's a great just application, application, application. But this is a great one because we've all looked at ourselves in the mirror and we forget what we look like. Imagine if, you know, you get ready for for work, or maybe this is great for, for high school, and middle school students. You get ready for, for middle school and you have one of those big zits on your on your chin, like boom, you know, it's got stuff coming out of it. And you just you look at it, and you're like, okay. And you just walk away. You don't do anything to it. And then all day long, all the all the kids going the hall are like, oh, look what he's got! Look at look at look at that! Look at that! Blah blah. We've all been in middle school. It's brutal. We want to make sure that we would hide that thing right away. And It's the same way here. This scripture. When you look at yourself in a mirror, don't don't forget. Just like um, when you when you read the words, hear the words. Don't just walk away and be like, that was that was nice. Like after you get done watching this this message, like oh that was that was nice. I mean, Pastor Greg said said a few few, few good things. Um, Jesus challenged us in some great ways. Don't forget what Jesus is telling us today. Don't just walk away, but but apply what Jesus says. Put it into practice. Um, and, the, and the thing to remember is not to do it alone. So we've been talking about this the whole this whole this whole talk is well. How do you build on a rock foundation? How do, how do we keep perspective when, uh, when storms come? Like, what do, what do we do? Especially when, like, how do we get ourselves ready before? Um, how do we get ourselves ready during um, and, and survive during and after the storm? Storms like a pandemic that takes over the whole world. I guarantee, Oh, I know, talking to a lot of, a lot of you, and even myself, it's like there's a, a lot of things you start going where, where's, where's our foundation? Where's it, where's it found? And So when storms like that come in, or maybe, maybe you, you lose a job, that's a big storm. Or you get the news from the doctor with that diagnosis that you didn't want to have happen. Or maybe you lose a loved one. Or what about when your children go wayward? You're like, well, I, I did everything that this book told me to do. I, I took them to the church, and, but they go wayward. That, that's a storm. Maybe you're, uh, maybe you're there and your parents got divorced. You didn't ask for that. Or what about when uh, you don't make the team? You, you did all the practices, you did all the things, but you didn't make the team, or you, you thought you are going to get the, the main part in the play and you just got the standing tree in the corner. Those are storms, and they're, they're, they're big. And so you got to think, when those storms come along, where is your foundation? You've got to listen to the words of God. And the first step is this, um, you've got to make Jesus Lord of your life. If you've, never, if you've never said yes to Jesus, that's step number one to, uh, to building this whole foundation. Because when Jesus is talking in this passage, he's saying, whoever hears these words of mine, we can all hear the words, but until we apply those words, and part of Jesus' message that he talks about is, um, I, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so when you say, Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life, that's, that's step number one. That's a foundational step. And after you've made that step, then you move on to getting around other people and biblical community to help, help push you to, uh, to, to work that foundation and, and put the tools down to, to drive it down even deeper in, in, uh, in what you know and what you say. And so that's, that's the next step. And then uh, one thing to remember is that building a, on a rock foundation, it takes time. You can't just all of a sudden snap your fingers and be like, voila, well, there's the house. I mean, it's like when we watch HDTV, you know, like they do the, the home remodels. Like in a matter of a half hour to an hour, they've remodeled a whole house. And you're like, wow. And then all of a sudden you get this idea. I'm going to run over to Home Depot and Lowe's and load up on all these ideas. Well, then it's like, well, it never goes as as um, HD TV shows us. It's, it's always there's always something else. But building a life of um, rock on a rock foundation takes time. Maybe today, as we t- we've talked about this story, you maybe maybe you've heard this story before. You you've been around church for a while, or maybe you've read this passage, and you're sitting there and you're like, Yeah, I've built my house on a rock. I got a good foundation. I would never be that. I was that foolish guy once, but not today. I, I used to, I was, you know, not, I'm, I'm good. My, 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 my foundation's solid. And that's awesome. This is my challenge to, to those of you who have built your your life on that, fo- the, the the rock foundation is to, um, is to help people out who have not built their house on the solid foundation is to maybe look at somebody who's going through a storm that, uh, maybe you experienced in your younger years, or maybe some a, a perspective that you can give to a young parent if you're, you're a grandparent. We need, um, we, we want that discipleship that's being played out because there's people that are building their houses on sand and they would love to have somebody to help come alongside them to show them how to build on a rock, to move their house from the sand to a rock foundation. And you can do that. So don't just sit here and be like, Check. I I don't. This. I got this message figured out. Now this message is a challenge for all of us because we've never arrived. We're always in process, and that's a part we can, we can play. So, um, today we've been talking about two different foundations to build on. We looked at two different builders. So. This is what I want to land with is this is listen to the words of Jesus and put them into practice. We talked about we can we can be wise, we can listen to God's word, we can we can apply God's word, we can build on the rock. But the question that we need to have answered today is where is your foundation? So my challenge is build on the rock, not the sand. Build on the rock, not the sand. And uh run after Jesus. If you're in a storm right now, hold on. Jesus is right there with you. If you haven't gone into a storm yet, they're going to be coming. It's not a matter of, will I have a storm in my life? You will. And so prepare yourself for when that storm comes. And after you've gone through the storm, don't just sit back on the, on the uh, um, island sipping your iced tea No, after you've gone through a storm, maybe you can be like, how can I help somebody else who's going through a a tough storm in their life? I want to close the message today with this this hymn. This is, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Will you pray with me today? Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. And uh, we just want to make, uh, make much of you. And uh, knowing that we cannot build our lives with our own, own wisdom. We need, we need your, your wisdom. God, thank you for, for showing us what it means to follow you. Thank you for speaking to us and challenging us to listen in. God, I pray today as as we've heard these words that we don't just uh, walk away like we do from what it would look like in a mirror, but allow us to take what we, we, uh, we see and hear and put it into practice and share that with other people. Lord Jesus, we love you, and it's all about you. In your name, amen.